few miles away from Ixenberg, there's a sudden and dramatic drop in temperature when the air is thick with fog. Traveling a bit closer, a frost covers the ground. A strong wind begins to pick up, heavy enough that you need to cover your eyes and it nearly takes your breath away. Rodash dons his fur-lined cloak and presses on, leaving his horse in the more acclimate weather. Approaching, he realizes that the great quakes caused parts of the mountains to collapse, and a rush of ocean water has flooded the area. Ixen Merrick is no longer. However, something has taken up residence in its ruins. There is a repetitive, heavy sigh that sends rumbles through the ground each time. The mist in the area is nearly impenetrable, though as he approaches, a shadow stretches tall and wide looming overhead. Its wings outstretched with a heavy intake of stirring air, and as it relaxes and settles back down, its cold breath bites. Small bits of frost form on his clothes and expose skin. An immense form lumbers out from a large crag in the ground. Snow and ice form plumes with every crushing step as it makes its way closer. Its wings slowly spread, hovering just above the ground, and a thin sheet of ice forms in their shadow. When it and Rodash last met, it wasn't this big. However, when he stands his ground, the creature moves in close enough that it has to turn its head to stare at him with its one good eye. The monstrous creature then backs off slightly, sighs once again, and greets his guest. <sighs> you again. Bowing with respect, Rodash speaks out of turn in his amazement. What has happened here, Lord? The kobolds are a skittish bunch. A bit of shaking and some collapsing caverns and they panic. I eventually found myself trapped, covered in rocks and dirt, unable to escape. My fate sealed. I had resigned myself to suffocate underneath my prison. However... He flexes his wings and stretches his legs slightly. It was as if the time was rushing to catch up with the several hundred years that I have been trapped on your plane, stunted by its barrenness. I assume that those who survived have fled, though to where I do not presume to know. He slowly settles onto the ground, his tail sweeping away chunks of ice and snow. I have decided to stay here, for now. There is no reason for me to leave, at least not yet. And your old world as it stood was unknown to me, so I do not wish to embark into this new and chaotic existence until I have gotten a sense of what lies ahead. And what will you have me do for you, Silver Sun? If anything, Rodash questioned. Letting out a low grumble. I am not your master, and you have free will, so whatever you do is your choice. It sees a slight drop in Rodash's demeanor and feels a responsibility to him, for some reason. <sighs> However, keep a vigilant watch for any of my brethren, for I can sense their blood pulsing upon this world now, Though where or how, I do not know. Rodash stands tall. I am a keeper of the Silver Sun. My strength, my life, and protection are yours to command. 
I will do as you ask and keep your existence a secret until it is time for you to rejoin the world. Until then, I must find my family. He stares thoughtfully at the ground, nods, then looks to the Silver Sun. I am not of dragons, nor born kobold, but I am of your people. You have seen me as worthy of your blessing once before. If you see me as having honor still, then I will be the all-watcher of your people and your kin, until the day you choose another. The Silver Sun lets out a long breath, chilling the air even further. <clears throat> you are not the all-watcher, Half-Blood. You have neither earned nor inherited that title. <sighs> However... You are the last true warrior left within the clan, and as such you deserve to carry the weight of a special burden. It reaches out and places a single claw in the middle of Rodash's chest. There is a quick, cool rush across his body, and an almost painful burst of cold radiates around its touch as a jagged pattern etches itself into his skin. Rodash looks at his chest. I shall bear the burden and carry it through life with honor. Thank you, Silver Sun. He bows his head again. While it is not within my power to invoke the inheritance of the Protector, I can bestow upon you my mark. The lineage of the All-Watcher may be gone. However, my lineage will prevail. The dragon lets out another deep breath though this time the wind around him kicks up in an almost frenzy. I must rest for now. <sighs> this world is tiring. Go back into the world with the knowledge that you are protected now by the son of good and evil, and beware the power that has infused itself into this plane now. There are many evils that your people are not prepared for. Rodash bows his head again. Call upon me when you may. My life, weapons, and protection are yours. With that, Saganmaw turns from Rodash, its tail winging just above his head with an abrupt breeze. Its form slowly begins to fade into the mist and down beneath the earth. Rodash stands and walks away from the maw of the cave to the cold snow outside. Rodash stands in the cold for a moment then slowly removes the extra layers provided by his cold-weather gear. Strangely, he isn't cold, and the weather doesn't seem to affect him or make him shiver. He begins his long trek west, back to whatever is left of the land he now must call home.